we can do like a um like a like a hello everyone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we actually are obligated to do our introduction as spelled oh, out in our charter and bylaws. Maybe our um maybe our question should be what do you want for Christmas and no one can say world peace. Okay, so <laughs> I'm giggling here. <laughs> Welcome to Trying to Be Kind, the sauna episode, the Christmas <laughs> sauna episode. Now, to make things clear, I don't think Ga- I don't think I don't think Jared or Fiona and I actually want to spend time in a sauna together. But in the grand tradition of like break episodes in the middle of a very arduous adventure anime, here we are. Yeah. Look, I'm just going to say, if we ever have a special backer tier for some funding for this show, we could do a sauna episode that's just us doing the show in a sauna at, like, a motel. <laughs> like, it won't be a nice sauna, it won't be influencery, it'll just be, like, some hot electric coals in the middle of a cedar room, and it'll just all be of us just sweating. covered in steam, <laughs> in steam, just looking miserable. Just sweating so much. No. What are you saying, Fiona? Don't Uh, give our listeners any ideas. Look, I'm going to point out that I am a chaste woman, and I would not be wearing anything less than basically a Halloween ghost costume for that. I would just be a sweat-soaked sheet. (laughs) I I heard that as chaste, as in C-H-A-S-E-D. Oh, yeah. Like Fiona be in demand. Yeah. Clearly I am. Look at me. I mean, you can't in a podcast look at me, and that's actually why I can pretend that I'm attractive on this podcast, because like I'm not dressed up for this. Excuse me. We're all beautiful people. Anyone would be lucky to have us if we were interested in that sort of thing. (laughs) Okay, maybe only me. People are lucky to to be in my life. (laughs) Anyway, this is the Christmas episode. It's the episode when we try to spread joy to the world. Uh, I partake in the war on Christmas and demand that we call this the holiday episode as a non-Christian. <laughs> Just to make Bill O'Reilly mad. Okay, this is the Bill O'Reilly can suck it <laughs> episode. Okay. Perfect. This could be like, you know... This is the culture war episode, unlike our other culture war episodes. This could be the Tucker whatever can go tuck himself. Episode. Oh, Tucker Carlson. Yeah. Yeah. There. Little bow tie boy. Hair and the one to who the... thinks frogs are gay. <laughs> Hair to oh a, my God. A frozen dinner fortune. <laughs> That's true, isn't it? Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Regardless. Regardless. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> it is. It is time for our introduction. What do you want for your holiday gift? holiday gift there you go for you <laughs> thank you <laughs> which will conveniently be given to you on december 25th for no reason other than that it's the last saturday of the year how's that perfect see now we're non-denominational like unitarian universalism what do you want for your final weekend for your final yearly weekend present Oh, I guess I'm starting. Yeah, Fiona Hi, first. I'm Fiona Maeve Geist, and for Saturnalia, I would like all of my enemies to be driven before me and to have no dads. Sweet. Um, we, we decided that we can't say world peace, so that's not my answer. My name is Jared, because I'm supposed to say what my name is. And for the holiday present time, I would like a copy of... Talon, which is a board game by GMT. It involves spaceships flying through outer space. That's what I want. Is it out of print? It is between printings at the moment, yeah. Okay. All right. Hi, I'm Mahar, and what I want for my holiday weekend gift, but not world peace, 
Okay, I will I will give what I wish for for every single time I could ask for a wish. I would like to have every single supernatural power ever imagined by humankind, albeit with complete impunity and the ability to change the consequences as I will it. Wow. No drawbacks, huh? Just no. full god mode. Oh yes, yes. Oh no I've I've thought about the legalese of this wish many times over. It's like when you wish to be a vampire who doesn't have to drink blood and can be outside in daylight and doesn't have, you know, doesn't care about holy water. So blade. Um, So basically you're just wishing to be sexy. You know what I mean? But I already have that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, some hypothetical other person who would, who would wish for that. Not for not you. No, it's it's more than it's made out to be. Uh, this is not true, by the way. Uh, for people who actually do know me, they, they know the joke for what it is, because I'm the farthest thing from sexy. <sighs> anyway, anyway. <laughs> anyway, here we are. We're just trying to, like, uh, enjoy the cheer in between our reading of the book, The Elusive Shift. It's actually quite a good book, but I do think we only have maybe two or three chapters, oh, episodes rather, left to us because it's a tight, yeah. it's a tight read, and I yeah, do it's think focused. it's very focused. Um, it's disciplined. It knows what it's saying. It doesn't need jargon. It's clearly been edited. Oh, you know what? Mahana, stop, <laughs> stop. Such shade. Oh, I mean. Is there any other book we can compare this to that's at the same <laughs> level? <laughs> I mean, would we Man, ever just want fangirling on Mame? Would like, we you're ever just making memes? <laughs> just Elf. I heard <laughs> this is John Peterson. I heard that there's this other book that we could have reviewed, but it has something to do with like a place where iron is smelted. I don't oh. think I need to go to that right now. Oh, I get it. <laughs> I see what you did. I don't know. I mean, certain things right now, that's so last year. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it's been that kind of day, friends. So, yeah. Um, we're just looking at things like, I guess my first question to us all is, okay, on reflection, what kind of games are you looking at for next year, my friends? Like, what kind of games do I want to play next year? Yeah, I mean, like, for one thing, it's it's hopefully, knock on wood, towards the tail end of this global experiment in not having your freedoms because yeah, of true. governments um, being unable to handle, well, nature, which, again, it's a good reminder that we should respect nature. Um, but here, but basically, yeah, it's we're entering year three. And for many of us, it's been a different experience. Like some of us are beginning to have like live in states where things are opened up. Others of us ha- are in states where things just can't seem to move. So I'm guessing it's going to be a mixture of online and in-person gaming next year, to be honest. And I was wondering, what do you think your gaming life will be like for 2022? Hmm. Well, you know, I've managed to... You know, after things, you know, after there was a vaccine that people got, we managed to, some good friends of mine who live here locally have managed to have like an actual local group um, going for most of this whole time, which has been a, a real blessing, just a luxury. Um, but uh, so I think that'll, for me, hopefully that'll continue. And um, I might actually, I was considering running like an open you know, when things are truly fine, running like an open game at a local store here. Cause I moved to town, the town that I live in, I moved here right at the very beginning of the pandemic. So I've seen none of this town <laughs> other than my bedroom. Uh, so it would be nice to go to visit like the game stores and stuff. Uh, so I thought I might run an open game, like a West Marches style, something, maybe something easy. <laughs> You're the only person I know who could say West Marches like it was easy. <laughs> I'm like, I think West Marches? Really? Because I'm a terrible recorder of what happened in the previous session. Oh, yeah. I take notes. I'm you, know, you know, like my players, I'm like, what happened in last week? And they're going to say, we gained a level. And I'm like, did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you <all> right. <laughs> you schmucks. Fine. I'll just make the encounters harder, huh? 
you know? How about you, Fiona? What do you think your gaming life will be like next year? Uh, so, I mean, deeply hurt that Jared didn't say continuing in the game I'm running that he's in. Just gonna, oh, that's true. I mean, you know, yeah, that's hope, obvious. Leave my hopes and dreams up off the Obviously. floor. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good game, though, for real. NGR. Go play NGR, everyone. I think a new edition of that is uh, actually coming out like i have the basic the new basic edition of neo neoclassical geek revival is what we're talking about everyone so i have like the new basic 2e because i got a pod code from the kickstarter but i'm waiting on the big one but um you know i'm in uh i'm in and you know play in a bunch of games and i do a lot of online games but i think things i would like to do next year is i miss running for new people like running new one shots in person you know teaching people how to do things like you know just kind of being like here here are the ways that i do things is this interesting you know if you think these sorts of things are interesting these are the sorts of games you might like um not sort of doing twitter theory um and, you know, I uh, do want to, like, I think have an IRL game where, you know, I actually, like, once a month actually make, you know, make a nice dinner and um, have human beings over to my house and such, which I will probably never manage. But it's, it's an ideal, not a reality. I see. Well, you know, just making sure. Uh, well, for me, hmm, I think, uh, you know what? I mean, it's been a while. I've been mostly playing Dungeons and Dragons because that's what everyone knows in Hong Kong. I would say 90% of the games I'm, that people play here are D&D. And I would like to step away from that somewhat. But I don't know what to replace it with. So... Yes, friends, I am willing and, uh, yeah, I'm willing to learn something new. I just don't want anything futuristic. At this point, I'm kind of like, whenever people say, like, oh, let's play dystopia, dystopian future, I'm just kind of like, we live in a dystopian future. <laughs> yeah, mean, for real. I mean, right now, I live where when people talk about, like, oh, yeah, I want to live in this, like, Shadowrunny where the corporates are ruling, and I'm thinking, how is that not happening? And I want to live in a world where, like, you know... Uh, the AI will get you, and I'm kind of like, uh, yeah, and you know, <laughs> look around you, and you know, I, I don't like. Um, um, I mean, all we need right now is an awakening, a la Shadowrun, where people strip off their human bodies for fantasy creatures, and then maybe we have something new. <laughs> you know, it's like we need a mystical rewriting of the genome at this point for us not to resemble Shadowrun. On that note, I do actually want to run Paranoia XP at some point again. I miss that game. That game is fun, um, and it really doesn't work online. Which version is XP? XP is the Mongoose publishing one from, I think, like, 2008? Or, no, it, it, I was in 2002, maybe? 2003? Okay, so it's not the um, recent one that's in, like, a box. No, um, I think it's With, Corbin. Like cards and stuff. It, it is the game where its core book did all of the things that I actually wanted a core book to do. And I would hold it up as like an example of how you write a core book that sells a setting and is informative and etc. cetera. Um, that can also be me holding up a book I didn't work on because uh, I tried not to positively speak about things I worked on on this because it seems self-congratulatory and um, kind of narcissistic, which leads to the weird thing where I only really shout out games that are like quite old. Oh, yeah, same. I've been reading Talos Lanta. I've not been yeah. reading games. All I've been doing is reading fiction lately, actually. Well, that seems nice. Well, that yeah, really it's, pleasant. it's a good place to like really think about things. So... Yeah, also, I've been just trying to log in. Okay, so this is being recorded the weekend after the launch of Final Fantasy Endwalker. And I basically, <laughs> I've basically just been trying to log in because it's so popular. Apparently, the oh, game has yeah. like 25 million players now. So 
<laughs> so now it's like really, really hard to log in. So I've given up on logging in during the daytime. I've given up on logging in during what are reasonable hours. And yeah, so yeah, that's basically been my, my life. Like Final Fantasy and I'm reading like, I'm just reading stuff. Like I like The Silence of the Girls by Pat Barker. That was like, amazingly good and terrifyingly it makes me angry how good that that book is also because of the subject matter and then i've been reading orhan pamuk again so i'm like being all like fake literary and stuff well since we're talking about books i did get a book today it was on my christmas list i mean my holiday list (laughs) (laughs) and my mother bought it um it's sculpting in time it's the tarkovsky book that he wrote about um, art stuff, his opinions about art. So I'm looking forward to that. Sorry, who wrote this? Tarkovsky, the filmmaker, Andrei Tarkovsky. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh. I thought you were talking about Jenny Tarkovsky, the maker of the Powerpuff Girls and Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> Different yeah, one. Different if, one. If, if the maker of the Powerpuff Girls wrote a book on filmmaking, that is that would actually just actually possibly be something Jared would read. Yeah, that would be rad. I would totally read that. On the subject of Powerpuff Girls, I dub Jared R. Blossom. <laughs> Jared's R. Blossom. Girls. I'll take it. We all know that your bubbles, Fiona. <laughs> Which bubbles? Like, I, I don't know the show. The blonde one who talks to chipmunks and squeaks a lot. That sounds... I, I feel like you're insulting me. No, no, she's the cutest one. She's the most dangerous one when she's angry. <laughs> yeah, she's the best one. Like, the, the, the one that you'd want to hang out with. She's the cutie. She's the mm-hmm. one who, in the very, very first episode, defeated Fuzzy Lumpkins because he turned one of her ponytails into meat. Oh, yeah. And she got I, so angry yeah, because of all the brushing. I haven't thought about Powerpuff Girls in so long. Because all the brushing and all the stroking and all the... And, now, and she destroys him. It is amazing. Yeah. Well, then again, Fiona also has buttercup energy. I think we all have buttercup energy from time to time. We do all have buttercup energy. <laughs> we shall think. Oh, is this the time when we make our own, like, survey and go, So... Which Powerpuff Girl would you assign to which host of Trying to Be Kind? Please give your answers on our Twitter. Kind yes. trying. I'm 100% going to tweet that. Ah, oh my god, are you kidding me? Are you doing it now? No, not now. But I, didn't, I, I forgot to put a poll out, you know, because we, we got our mailbag segment. I forgot to ask for uh, questions. But, this you know, we've been so busy. I mean, I don't know what the holidays are like for you all. I will live pose questions. I'll get. I will go on Twitter. Perfect. Um, <laughs> do you have questions for at kind trying on this the eve of our holiday show? The eve we're doing it. <laughs> Ask away. <laughs> Look, I don't, I don't know how to compose tweets. It is not my job <laughs> to compose tweets, Mahar. No one pays me to compose tweets. The funny thing is, none of us are, none of our. Tw- oh, Jared's been off Twitter for a while now, but neither of our Twitters are like on for the for for the world to see. <laughs> it's literally like no one cares. <laughs> you know, it's like I uh, no. It's great. It's really ridiculous. I'm just like, with nothing against the man, but why is our notifications under kind trying Twitter giving me Matthew Mercer tweets when we did not follow Mr. Mercer? Terrible. uh, Look, I'm just going to say, if we want to just do the most painful season... Season three, we just watch one season of Crit Roll and analyze it as film using Jared's new book. 
Oh, Fiona, you've cursed us. Number one, no. Number two, <laughs> no, no. Number three, no, no, no. The equation for this is with each rising number, the more no's equivalent to the rising number. Five, no, 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 no. Okay, the heart story game. How much money would it cost for you to do that? Like, how much would be worth it for you? <laughs> it's we not going to be. Um, well, it's going to be partially monetary and partially service. <laughs> like. Okay, so here, <laughs> let's, let's break this down, okay? First, let's make this be the episode where we just okay. say controversial things. First, <laughs> in order for me to literally, like, in order for me to literally look at a completed work, a completed four-hour episode of Critical Role, what would... Season. season yeah, we're talking about a whole season. Okay, yeah, the price, just, about the the price just skyrocketed right now. <laughs> Okay, a season, because we're looking at possibly, what, hundreds of hours? They what One episode's like four hours, right? So let's say they I do- assume you can watch it on one, like, <clears throat> 2x speed, right? Like, there's a lot of it where there's just D&D 5e combat happening. Wait, wait, wait. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's assume it's, a, let's assume it's a 400-hour project, okay? Okay, that seems reasonable. It's a 400-hour project, let's say 100 episodes at, say- Four hours per episode, so it's a four hundred hour project. Dear God! So, assuming that I am someone doing backbreaking amounts of work full time on this, that's ten weeks of labor, ten weeks of very high level, sophisticated labor. And yeah, like modesty aside, this is a good brain. You need to pay good money for this brain. All right. So, hmm. Hmm. Okay, so in terms of like flat out cash, I would give myself maybe like a thousand dollar per hour like stipend, and that's wow. not even like that's it. So that's already like four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, you're just at almost to make half me, a million US dollars just to watch the damned thing, taking down copious notes as I do so, trying to figure out what particular literary theory I'm going to apply to this whole like sack of material. So that's the first thing. Then the second thing is, all right, I don't want to spend money anymore. So I'd rather get as many freebies as I can. So I would like maybe someone to hire out. hmm, You know, I live in a small apartment, maybe two years worth of cleaning, cleaning services. Like once a week, someone comes in to make this place spiff and span and does all my laundry for me. That would be fantastic. Oh my God. The idea of someone doing the laundry for me. Wow. The chore I hate the most. Oh my God. The idea of someone doing it. it, If we're talking about, if it were me, yeah, I, I would do like a critical role, like watch party goof em up podcast for like, you know, 10 bucks. You know, if somebody paid for the sh- for the hosting, I'd probably do it. But you see, Jared, you actually the part of you sounds like you want to do it. <laughs> well, what I don't want to do is exactly what you're talking about, which is have something interesting to say about it. I just want to. That's what on. you told me. Like an actual, an I'm actual. Trying to, I, I'm trying to present a product that someone could afford. You're changing the specifications <laughs> of the product. You're changing just, it. Oh, someone can afford my product. Someone can afford it. The question is, would they want to spend on it? I mean, mm-hmm. like, let's let's be honest. If Bezos was like ridiculously like. For one reason or another, hmm, I like ad- academic readings of tabletop RPGs. What do I need? What's the cost of my sweat? A million? And he'll just do it. I mean, come on. That person is obscenely wealthy. I yeah, mean, going to space. I mean, you know? exactly, right? Also, did you hear no about Elon Musk saying that he's um, like SpaceX is bankrupt because of their lack of Raptor engines? Oh, thank God. So, so anyway. <laughs> yeah. All I need is like an eccentric millionaire. For the record, the first campaign of Critical Role, their first campaign, is 115 episodes. So that's probably a pretty decent estimate that you made there. Mm, mm, Right? See? I think we're worth it. Fine. Fine. I will bring... I think uh, think $90,000 per episode, and then we can split it three ways evenly... There, there, there. $30,000 per episode. I think that's fair. For I like me, Fiona, is apparently and higher than like the average episode of an NPR show. Yes. Well, we are not using public money, right? We're supposed to get some <laughs> private shmo to fund this. 
That's, That's very point. true. Right? I mean, like, far be it for me to get money intended for the peoples. Yeah, yeah. Does that make our Republican listeners happy? Okay. And do we have any? Like, no. honestly, I are mean- you a conservative and a fan <laughs> of this show? Like, if so, I'm curious about what you think. Like, yeah, we want to hear from you. Like, <laughs> I feel like most of the listeners of our show are either some form of leftist or their politics just do not actually cohere meaningfully with electoral politics or they're like cultural or context specific. Oh my gosh. Once again, can we be schmarmy? So if you want to help us grow our network, (laughs) help us with our demographic studies. Who are you? We want to hear from our listener. Follow us on Twitter. (laughs) <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at Kind Trying. Like, comment, subscribe. The episode where Fiona just throws chaos into everything by being like, <laughs> "What if the worst idea I've had, just period, as an idea?" <laughs> but also, I would read, I would read the entirety of the Crit Roll Monster Hearts episode as like a queer text, right? Like, I would attack that from every angle, right? Like, I know that there is, like, someone that actually tracks whenever there's romantic elements in the shows by timestamp, so I could basically, you know, go through all of that content as quickly as possible, go through Monster Hearts, and then look through Monster Hearts and compare the claims of queer exploration that the system's supposed to provide, and the stream... And I would use it to talk about whether or not people are going to fight me about whether or not system matters. <laughs> Honestly, to be to be like super a hundred with y'all, like that Monster Hearts episode is only one episode, and it's pretty bounded. You know what I mean? We could do a one-off where we just talk about that one episode. Oh my god! We, we could actually get Vi to be a like you know young person slash guest for that since they've done a lot of stuff about crit roll. Like we could have an expert. We could probably have more than one expert if we wanted. Yeah. Um. We should one, talk about that. Not. We don't need to talk yeah. about it right now. I don't want to put anybody on the spot. Mom. Yeah, and we wouldn't want anyone to get excited over the fact that we are now growing our media <laughs> empire. Yeah. Um, I mean, after all, oh my goodness. I would like now- to point out that this is a volunteer thing and that I actually feel bad that Jared does the editing. <laughs> you know, like, you know, like, oh my goodness, they're moving into different media, academic readings of non-academic texts. Oh my. Wow. Whoever does that, there must be a new market for that. <laughs> I don't know why. It's like I'm filled with the spirit of facetiousness today. Look, we just got to have kind of the faci- it's it's like how last season had activate influencers, you know? Like we just have to kind of have the episode where we all just have some goofs and maybe talk about things we like because like we've kind of just been being grad students at a text for a bunch. We've yeah. been grad students at a text for over a year now. Could you imagine? Our wild, first episode was October 2020. It's December 2021 now, friends. It's been half a decade since I was not finished with my terminal degree. We have been trying to be kind for over 400 days. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of days. That's a lot of days. You know, one one to ten, how much do you think you succeeded at trying to be kind? Like, ten is a perfect imitation of, you know, a religious concept of a kind person and, like... One is, you know, a religious concept of an evildoer. Can I just caveat that right now? At trying, (laughs) right? At trying to be kind, not at actually being kind. Succeeding to be kind is a separate show that someone else can do. (laughs) We're trying. Okay, we're trying. I would say I'm a good, firm eight. Yeah, I mean, I get an E for effort. I think if you grade me on a curve... I'd probably get a seven and a half. Yeah. Fiona, what do you think? How kind do you think you were good at (laughs) trying to be it? You know, how how good were you at trying to be kind? Like zero in that it's not on the scaling because I'm playing a different game. I think I'm remarkably fair, but I think by trying to be fair more often, it's somewhat crueler than if I was just snarky. But sometimes you need to be cruel to be kind. There's a whole song about it. I only like cruelty though. (laughs) <laughs> but I'm here for the cruelty is the thing. Yeah, like, 
Theater of Cruelty, best theater. And <laughs> <laughs> scene. Yeah, covers it. <laughs> no, but you know that's it. Going back to the Monster Hearts episode, I actually would do that for a friend. Like that would be a present for a friend. Like if someone said, Mahar, do you mind if you actually read through this and try to give me your thoughts and insights over something and we can have a discussion about this because I really need to have this discussion as I think through it. That would be my present to them. That's a very sweet thing to do. Actually, (laughs) that brings us to another good question. What is your ideal present to give? Man, that's a hard question. You know, like, what do you like giving to people? I'm the kind of person that would give a book and feel bad about it, but that's yeah. not the question. Why? Why um, would you feel bad about giving a book? No one reads Mahar, just us. Number one, how <laughs> dare you? That's not true. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. That's so right. I am a fucking compulsive gift giver of books to people. <laughs> and, you know, I, I bless anyone's heart that's accepted a book for me. I'm trying. What? I read the books people give me. I've read books that have been given to me. Uh, I actually did read a book that was given to me. Um, That's actually what I've been reading over the weekend. I read half of the Tetralogy, the Book of the New Sun. I'm about to start that because of you. I ordered it. Oh, that's dope. Um, But yeah, I know that I've given books to people that they never read and it only created anxiety for them. Oh, um, 100% it, oh, like the vast oh, majority dear. of the time that I've given books because you know I'm giving books that no one should read Let's, what, uh, well this year I'm giving away I'm giving two good friends of mine who don't listen to this podcast so I can talk about it I'm giving them board games because we play board games together um, Jared that is a very logical statement yep <laughs> that's, that's where I'm at with it if, then, um, if they like board games because we play board games, <laughs> then they shall get. Yeah. It's, board it's games. a little bit. I, I described it to my roommate as like, like when I was three years old, my parents got me a washer dryer set for Christmas. Um, because we were poor and I was three. It's hey. a bit like that. Insofar as I'm getting them board games that I want to play. You know, I mean, <laughs> I'll tell you the story about like home appliances and presents later on. <laughs> <laughs> but like, 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 um, but um, for me, I like giving playlists. Oh, that's a good one. So, like, when I find songs that I think my friend should sing, I tag them and say, "You should learn this song. It's for your voice. It's for you." Or this is a playlist. It is for you. This is what you were to me for 2021. Please listen, enjoy. It's full of cringe, but I like you. That's really sweet. You know, so I've I been baking playlists. bread. I've been baking bread the last couple of weeks, and I think that would be a really nice gift, actually. Yeah, make bread. A loaf of bread. Yeah. See? See? We're, we're, we're like, extracting the Grinch and replacing it with Lerve. No. Aw. Yo, Fiona, what's your ideal gift to give? The gift that I wish would be taken as a gift by most people is the humiliation of someone that they don't like. (laughs) Fiona. Oh my god, are you like, you're the ego assassin. Is that what your gift is for people? Yeah. If I could, and if it were recognizable as such, look, that is what I would love to give to people, is being like, look, this person in some way just hurts you by the way that they are. Let me just directly tell this person all of their flaws, because the one thing I'm good at is evaluating people's flaws, and specifically the ones that they're self-conscious about. That's so sweet. Yeah, I think there's like the celebrity sing-along from the 80s. No, no, don't do... Well, you know what? Okay, okay, okay. Um, So basically, if you've been listening up to this point, friends, uh, the summary of the episode so far is, uh, Jared's going to bake bread. (laughs) He's guilty about books. Uh Mahar likes music. And Fiona will kill your foes for you. I yes. also give people books where I feel awful for giving them a book because it's like, this is about something obscure and weird that I think you'd like. Yeah, that's what I do too. Yeah, that's, that's how you give books, to be perfectly honest. Like, like that's the Honestly, best there's like giving. one person I can give books and honestly, because of shipping and such, I just give them book recs. Like that one or two, and it's usually UK Ian's. 
Yeah. Maybe we should have like Fiona's like holiday reading list, and that could be your present to the world. Oh man, <laughs> that'd be rad! Like actually, oh my gosh, I could see it right now. It can be called like Ding Dong Merrily Get High, Fiona's reading list. See, my thing is also that like I have like a, I I hate also doing that because of the fact that there's like. I love obscure things and there are so many living writers that people could give money to like, you know, I mm-hmm. struggle with that constantly where like, I'm so interested in form and like classic stuff. I often neglect new things. Um, and then I always feel bad, like doing lists where I like either am like, yo, here are like the most international books I've read in the last year, or like here are the most specific ones rather than just like, here is really this kind of inside baseball thing that I'm best at evaluating. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, it's perfectly legitimate to feel that way, but do you, are you saying that you're not recommending living people? Because it's, they're uh, so obscure and dead? Or are they, like, living and obscure? Because can't you just have oh, a list of living and obscure? Oh, no. I mean, that's... I, I've i had the thing of I know a lot of living writers that I like, and it becomes very awkward suggesting things because you actually know people. And therefore, I tend to suggest dead people only. <laughs> like, I, I tend to only give book recs of people who are already dead. Fiona, you know what? You need to invert your ego assassination powers into like ego uplifting. Talk about the friends you know and the one and whose works you like, and then spread the word. No, I don't want to be an influencer, Bahar. That's See, the other thing. Who said you're going to be an influencer? You're just sharing your love of other people to the world, and we're not getting paid for this. That's true. Uh, that's very true. I mean, come on, we are not we are not corporate clones. My dreams of a thousand dollar per episode, no, notwithstanding. You did not ask for a thousand. You asked for a hundred thousand. You wanted to have <laughs> No, I asked for a thousand dollars per episode. No. You did yeah, I did. to thirty thousand an episode. Yeah, yeah. Basically it is only gonna be like three hundred thousand dollars for you, and it's only like a hundred episodes. <laughs> I was not asking for anything obscene, okay? I was asking for something with six figures. I mean, really. Really, in this media I'm being sarcastic. I'm, yeah, by the way, just so you all know, I'm being sarcastic. Getting paid that much money would probably be somewhat obscene. So I would need to up the ante a bit. I also asked for free laundry for two years. I mean, come on. That was ridiculous. <laughs> Free laundry would be good. I think I'd rather have someone do dishes for me. I'd rather do laundry than dishes. Oh, that's a good superpower. That as mm. soon as you're finished using a dish, it just cleans itself. It's already itself. clean. You can just put it back in the cabinet. Oh. That's a good one. Yes. The power to just wave your hand and things are as clean as you want them to be. Yeah, it's it, it, on, on the subject of dead people... <laughs> I solve this problem by I don't even read people who are living. I only read Shakespeare and like mid-century philosophy of science. So like that's all I can recommend. I, you, you want to talk about Henry the Sixth Part Two? We can talk about Henry the Sixth Part Two. Chat. What? How is it that I'm the contemporary one here? <laughs> um, you're the hip tween out of all of us. I mean, like legitimately i'm the mother and now i feel like amy poehler mother version of like in mean girls i'm a kuma i'm like ew henry the six part two is really good by the way you know this dude i can imagine <laughs> shakespeare have you heard of shakespeare uh, yeah henry six part two it's got necromancy it's got mean girls you know, you know it's it's got the biggest cast of any Shakespeare play. Jared, the, I just you the know Titus what? Andronicus. Oh is my god, his best play. <laughs> you know, I love Jared, how much you love Titus Andronicus. I think Jared is now a hipster vampire who never got out of his niche. It's like, <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, this Shakespeare. I was into him before he got big. <laughs> he used yeah, to be like cast? this 
queen. He like, used to be like the scrivener. <laughs> to satisfy Jared's taste in Shakespearean drama. <laughs> like, how about this? I'm so oh, sorry, this here's pun. a concept for a show now. Imagine reverse vampirism. In the sense that you're bitten as a vampire, but rather than being immortal, you're forced to live the time backwards. Oh, okay. So you're literally seeing the devolution of man over time. That is how your vampirism works. I think that's a China Mieville novel. Right? And in order for you to like, and in order for you to sustain yourself, you need to, um, there needs to be a substitute for blood if you want to be able to move forward in time. If you stop, if you stop drinking the blood, you start moving backward in time. So that's how vampires retreat. They just go back in time. And then they start eating again as they go forward. Oh, that's There is only one vampire. They're just dropping in and out of time so many times, broken across time that they've encountered themselves because they're a clockmaker's paradox. one quantum vampire. Can we write this story? (laughs) This vampire's name is... uh, Jared. (laughs) Jars? It's, 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 uh, let me just try and work out that. No, we need to give him a super duper sexy yet edgelord name. No, I, I know the one. It's, um, I'm just trying to figure out how to pronounce something. Um, I, have, I have a feeling I know what you're doing and I'm really stoked about it. Uh, it's darts. But DH for it? DH? What do you um, mean darts? I would mess it up. I was doing the whole Alucard is Dracula backwards thing uh-huh. with Strahd. <laughs> Yes. No, I don't want to do that. I love anime from the 80s. It's so good. Have you seen Vampire Hunter D? Probably one of the best movies I've seen. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. Did I ever tell you that my first anime was, um, what's it called? Helsing? You know this anime? Yeah. I know Helsing. It's a Netflix. Helsing rules. (laughs) Yeah, Helsing. That was my first anime. Titties everywhere. I was in high school. Oh my god, my first anime was called Ninja the Wonder Boy. Oh, I don't know that one. It's very old. I should I should uh I should find it for us. Um my first anime was Graveyard of Fireflies at age I think five or six. Is that one of the Studio Ghibli movies that Miyazaki yes, didn't make? It's the one about the aftermath of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. That's right. It's like the, the other non Miyazaki Ghibli guy. What was his name? I am so bad at remembering that, um, which was pretty traumatizing. And then also Ninja Scroll. Oh my god, it's so old that it's in, it's in it's in it's it's in public domain, or, or if it isn't, I mean, I don't know. The point is, it's on YouTube. Ninja the Wonder Boy. Yeah, that's the first one I mem- remember. Oh, that is old. That's like um, Astro Boy era. Yeah. Oh, I saw the Rankin the ba- Rankin and Bass Hobbit before that, mm-hmm. um, which was pretty pretty dope honestly okay this is so funny we have gone from every topic for our holiday episode you know here are fandoms that we don't visit and bring our grinch like attitude to imagine if we talked about anime yeah we um, could cause so many people to get nosebleeds out of anger what it's are you fine. we're not yeah. antagonizing the larger fan base on the first episode we talk about kill la kill <laughs> Uh, number one are we really going to talk about the anime and the tyranny of clothing really uh, really we can follow it up by Fiona insists that Elfin Lied is not only good but totally okay and also is not sure what the appropriate age group for it is oh my god seriously seriously well for me if we're going to talk about that we're going to look at sailor moon and their different uh, their different weapons and how sailor venus's love me chain looks unfortunately like anal beads um what do you mean by unfortunately she is (laughs) sailor venus (laughs) no they look so uncomfortable i'm like I don't like the idea of weaponized anal beads. Anal beads are supposed to be pleasant. They're not supposed to disintegrate enemies. I mean... That's, that's empowerment. That's, that's sexual freedom. Empowerment. Yeah. She's just girl bossing those anal beads. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and cancelled in three, two, one. <laughs> 
there's then there's a takedown notice and then i'm going to get like complaints and oh, man. Then- speaking of sailor moon i need to go i need to watch more of crystal i stopped watching it at some point oh the new the, the reboot yeah yeah it's the reboot that has the like anal beads like attack yeah because and they the, all have they yeah. all have lips and it's it's kind of like I get it and I'm kind of into it but also it's a little unsettling that they have lips. Well, before they had what lines? Yeah, they had nothing. Yeah, they had the they <laughs> had the hand drawn ish style. Well, yeah. you know what? That reminds me of a terrible game. I think was that big eye small mouth. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Yeah, terrible big eyes, game. Terrible. A classic. Ter- classic for its terror for its yeah. terribleness yeah very much under the how do how dare you annals of rpg history do you remember made rpg yeah um gross i have i have used some of the tables from that yes but the premise though like right oh no it is it is a game that is clearly written for a fetish sub community that really doesn't care very much about really anything other than sexual role-playing and is being presented to an audience where the average people do kind of like it's unclear who the audience for that book is (laughs) yeah but also reading like rpg site reviews for it in the era was fascinating like honestly there's a bit of history you know what that's what i want to see like some true crime like reporting on is like finding people that bought made the rpg and asking them if they ever played it oh my god could you imagine if we should do that one day we should do um we should do a true a true crime style (laughs) have you actually played a larp of vampire the masquerade like for real produce the people that were at that larp and like have them tell the story like while you all are at the same table about like what happened shanna name withheld for protection talked about how she felt empowered to be a toreador (laughs) <laughs> I know for a fact that I could get someone tomorrow who would come on this show and talk about forum LARPing for vampires back in the day, the late two, late nineties. I have no idea what forum LARPing is like on an internet forum. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I won't name names in case he's embarrassed, but I don't think he would be. This became holiday brainstorming for future, future episodes <laughs> rather than holidays. Yeah. I mean, this is the gift that I give everyone. False hopes. (laughs) We're not going to do any of this, anyone. (laughs) Um, Yes, like all messiahs, I'm incapable of actually delivering on the things I promise. What is... (laughs) Spicy... Okay, again, cancelled in 3, 2, 1. (laughs) Oh my god. Fiona. (laughs) I mean, there is no lie, but Fiona... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Fiona, remember what we said about not saying the things in our head aloud? <laughs> saying the quiet part loud. Oh Look, my god. I will keep saying subtlety is a choice of cowards. I think subtlety is a wonderful game. Although, speaking of games, that is the book I want to read next year is The Season which is like a history of the marriage market of wealthy people. Because I want to make like a war game. That's about being like a matron in a Victorianish family, trying to marry off your various daughters to the other members of the Imperial caste. Oh, wow. That sounds rad. You know, cause like your daughters that you can't marry off, you have to send to nunneries. And then once there's not nunneries, you have to find people that will marry your daughters because they have money. But you know, you want that like neo, that neo-Victorian, neo-Edwardian energy to it, right? Like, like, I would imagine that kind of thing like, oh yes, the debutante ball, where one must marry yes. for the family mecca. <laughs> well, yes, that's, it's like, like, that's the thing is like, <clears throat> I want... I want, like, pure occidentalism on this, right? Like, I would want to, like, make this in the way that, like, Princess Maker games that are, like, JRPGs are, like, occidentalist on the level of, like, it's not about some real Europe. It's about, like, this weird conceptual Europe, kind of. You want a neo-regency. That's what you want. (laughs) 
you want you want like okay you know what maybe we can do that well because you, you just set it up for that and then you add some dueling mechanics and etc you know add a silly card game and a few other things you make like, it sound so simple Fiona. oh my god i mean if i were to actually work are great if I were to actually work on that, you know how many hours I would lose to my wrists getting broken and anxiety pouring in to finish all the art for that? Oh, the art would be the hard part. Reminder that I'm not an artist and I can't draw. No, like, s- simple. I want to pay people well, but because I can't pay people well, I end up doing all the art myself. <laughs> That's that simple. Oh, <laughs> terrible. yeah, my style would be public domain art run through filters. I've done it. Actually, I've done that with not public domain art in a really illegal way. I, I used movie stills for my first scene. Yeah, like I, I, I've done actual zine stuff. So yeah, I've like had a bunch of things where it's like, I'm pretty sure that this cover image is actually copyrighted, but whatever. Um, I would like to formally dissociate from these two hosts. <laughs> I do not condone the use of a form. Just kidding. I'm joking. Look, if David Lynch wants to come after me for using Twin Peaks stills, he can. How generous of you, uh, Jared. <laughs> yeah, actually, I will accept his, French- his letter. <laughs> no, I would love to. French New Wave directors care that I like use stills from their image from their movies. They can they can literally come and collect money from me. <laughs> I've actually watched more than one Godard film, motherfucker. <laughs> like, <laughs> I own Criterion Collection of some of his movies. Oh I still don't even know god. if any of them are good. Oh my! Oh my god! Okay, on that note, everyone, <laughs> another ridiculous cleaner episode for us all. But yeah, I think yeah, I cleanser of opinions. <laughs> you know, it's like. Uh, here are the things we normally talk about when we're not trying to be academic. Um, so go follow us on social media. <laughs> Please. Enjoy the Saturnalia. Overthrow yeah. your lords yeah. and masters. Yes. But only need- for one day, symbolically. No. That's I'm I'm only promoting my religion. Saturnalia just says that you have to invert the hierarchy for a day and burn the king alive. <laughs>